Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage, we'll still tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, I can't believe we brought it back. But give us just a minute, and we'll give you season two of the podcast. The Minute Podcast. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Minute Podcast. As you probably know by now, the show is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we discuss a listener-submitted minute of context, out of time, out of question, and out of our minds this afternoon, I think. But John, what exactly are we going to look at today? Uh, Today we're discussing a minute from Working Girl, submitted by Melanie. Excellent. Before we get into it, though, I should let you know that this episode is brought to you by PodSurvey.com. I've always said that our podcast is one of the best communities of listeners and some of the best advertisers out there. Here's the thing. You have data, and our sponsors are willing to pay us to get it from you. Don't bother (laughs) reading the terms and conditions. You can trust us. We're a hit millennial podcast. Don't worry. We absolutely have control over what happens to your data after you hit the submit button. So visit PodSurvey.com slash minute for a 10% increased risk of identity theft today. Ooh. 10%. 10%. All is right. that a lot? So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's more than 9%. Um, today we're discussing uh, Working Girl, Paul. Uh, do you know anything about this movie? I really don't, and it falls into that old category of things that I think I should have seen and might have on TV, but don't think I did. So, I, I questioned a lot when I watched this, because I it sounds like a movie... I would have seen before like I like it, it's got sort of one of the, it's like the Dark Souls of titles in the sense that like it contains two words that are in almost every other game title mm-hmm. uh, so like Working Girl seems like a film that I've seen if I assemble just the words themselves but I don't think I've ever seen this film before all right well here's a quick 15 minute introduction to the scene we see Harrison <laughs> 15 minute <laughs> it's a long episode this week <laughs> Like Paul's quick analyst, you know, type five on every single character in the background before moving into what actually happens. Otherwise, you can't follow the script read that we're going to do for the first time this week. All right. So uh, we see two characters, a man and a woman who meet in some sort of a bar and the male character makes a successful pass as far as we can tell at the female character. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to be playing the female character. All right, and I will be playing the male character who I'm titling Harrison Keanu Reeves Ford. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Let's do this, Paul. No. No names. No business cards. No, you must know so-and-so. What is this? No resumes. Let's just meet like human beings for once. Well, it's nice to meet you, whoever your name is, but really I have to go. Please, please, one drink. Okay, one drink, but I'm buying. Okay, but it's uh, an open bar. Right. I knew that, but I meant it wasn't then I would be buying. Yeah. Tequila gold. Doubles. (laughs) Tequila? Really? I promised myself that when we met, we drink tequila. No Chardonnay, no frog water, real drinks. Scene. So my interpretation (laughs) (laughs) is that Harrison Ford in this scene kind of seems like 
a drunk Keanu Reeves, and maybe that's just what he thinks drunk people sound like. I'm not sure. What do you think's going on? Okay, th- my first question, actually, Paul, is was Harrison Ford actually drunk in this scene? <laughs> I think his character was not. Was the actor? Kinda. Yeah, no, I think I think Harrison Ford, the actor, was absolutely sloshed for this scene. Uh, there's just something about the fact that his mouth and his face, like his mouth was following his face slower than the rest <laughs> of his face was. It, it was like, it was like watching, it's like what you'd imagine looking at Harrison Ford while drunk would feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was weird. Like, I think that, the, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the character was supposed to be drunk, but Harrison Ford was absolutely sloshed. Definitely um, was, which is a, a high contrast to Melanie. Is it Melanie Griffith? Is that the actress? I, th- I think so. I think it's Melanie Griffith. Who's Griffin? Griffith. Griffin. Well, either way, she yes. seems very, very not as drunk as Harrison Ford. No, in other words, she doesn't have a glaze over her eyes, <laughs> <laughs> and she yeah. can speak words that aren't like slurred together. Um, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. There, so, there's not too much to talk about in the setting here, but we should probably just hazard a quick guess. Where do you think they are? It's a bar. So I think, so with the title working girl, and I know I I might be cheating here a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I think it might be a work party because it's an open bar. So it Mm -hmm. feels like a party, right? Like you don't just go to a bar and it's an open bar. So it's either a work party or a wedding or a funeral. You know, it's hard to tell because everybody, all, all the guys anyway, are wearing gray suits with dark ties, and the women all appear to be in cocktail dresses of some description, so probably not yeah. a funeral. I think a work party, because I think it's a work I, it party. doesn't feel, it doesn't feel wedding-ish, but it could be, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It, it is in like a city environment, right? Like New York-y or Chicago-y or something. It feels like the scene is set in a bar in New York that was filmed in Montreal, probably. <laughs> You know, as all you know. bars are. Yeah, that's just how that's how Hollywood works. All right, John, let's talk about these drinks. Yeah. So, okay, Paul, have you ever drank tequila this way? I have done a shot of tequila, and I have drank tequila. I've never gone up to a bar, ordered a double of tequila, and then just downed it in one go. That seems problematic. Yeah. Uh, well, there's... A few things about this that's weird. Uh, first off, he definitely orders the drinks for them. True. And tequila feels it feels like a rough, like <laughs> a rough assumption. Uh, like unless you know the person likes drinking liquor, mm-hmm. it feels like ordering two uh, two doubles of tequila gold. Uh, it feels like you're just going to be left there. Like, I I would probably walk away from a person that's just like, no, 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 I'll get you what you want. And then orders me two tequila gold, two, two, two servings of tequila gold shots, and then just downs it right there. I would definitely walk away from this knowing that my evening would be better spent someplace else. Well, that's the thing. I think that's the crux of the scene for me, is he makes an incredibly bold move, and I'm very surprised that she's okay with it. Yeah. Also... The whole, like, drinking tequila and then sucking on the lime feels, uh, it just doesn't feel right for the environment, right? Like, it's it like really a doesn't. black tie event. It should be, like, brandy or something, or I don't know. Scotch. Scotch, yeah. Something, something like, that doesn't involve a lot of sucking a lime afterwards. But yeah. maybe, maybe it has something to do with the characters that I don't get. 
It might, but I just don't think anybody in the history of the world has done a shot of a double of tequila that smoothly. No, no. They like well, it's she at least sort of like goes in is like, oh, 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 we're doing like you can see on her face. Oh, we're doing this now, are we? We're we're gonna drink the whole thing in one go. Okay, okay, because it takes her a bit longer to finish the shot than Harrison. That's true, but it's it's just so bold that she just. I think she was also planning to do it as a shot, but you you can't do a shot of a double. That's just an evening. <laughs> yep, you're done. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, but right, yeah, there's some other important parts to the scene, though, John. Um, frog water. Yes, frog water. What is frog water? I think because this looks like it was in the 80s, it was during that brief time when businessmen were taking those hallucinogenic frogs and shaking them up (laughs) in bottles of water and serving them to each other. Uh Uh-huh. Of course. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. So I just thought it was just a, like, uh, what is it? A a hateful way of describing wine, which (laughs) which would be water that French people like. Uh, you mean frog water. you mean freedom juice, John? Freedom juice, yes, freedom yeah. freedom grape juice. Um, but yeah, I think frog water just sounds like a bigoted way of describing wine. But I could it's a be super wrong. weird. It's a super weird way to say. I I suspect it's champagne in particular. But super I have to strange. admit, I did Google the phrase frog water. That seems uh, like a mistake. No, and here's the thing: it was like a lot of like fishing stuff. <laughs> So, so I think huh. it might have something to do with like probably murky water, like literally like water that is murky. I, I can't tell for certain. I didn't do a deep dive once I like got no real, like, I don't know, urban dictionary <laughs> definition of frog water, which probably is also a mistake. But, um, but yeah, that was an interesting phrase. It's a, it's um, a weird one, but th- this yeah. whole interaction is weird, John. I, I think it falls squarely into the sort of thing that if you are a very attractive person, you can make this sort of bold move and there's a decent chance that it seems romantic or cool or just like, oh, I'm confident. But if you're if you're slightly weird at all and you try a move like this, I think it it's not a good look. No. No, it's terrifying. In fact, Paul, have you ever have you ever now I, I've never like been hit on by the opposite sex this way, but have you mm-hmm. ever had somebody like introduce themselves and then like have you like responded in a weird way or like been like no 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 that's we're not gonna do the thing everybody does we're gonna do it my way have you ever had that before i really don't think i have because it's not a thing people do no so um i was at a bar in uh Cambridge, Michigan, not Michigan, mm-hmm. good Lord, Boston, uh, Massachusetts, Cambridge, Massachusetts, right outside of MIT. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was a great party, great people there, loved every second of it, except this one guy I met, he insisted, what is it? He asked me, who are you, John? And I said, well, you know, I'm in school getting my teacher certification. That he's like, no, 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 no. Who are you? Who is John Ward, the man? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> the legend. Um, I'm. I was born August <laughs> to to one Lisa and Patrick, and uh, <laughs> I think th- th- that's the biggest risk is normal people don't know how to respond to someone being that either cool or creepy. 
Yeah, see, that's the thing. He was definitely being creepy. He, like, don't get me wrong. He seemed like a nice guy, but he definitely seemed like, uh, he, he seemed affected. His, like, his his personality felt affected. And so, like, it, it, it didn't read as earnest. Whereas, uh, Harrison Ford also feels affected, but it feels like he's just horny affected. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like he's yeah. doing, he's playing some sort of like, uh, like almost like he's read it out of like a a book or something like that, which is creepy, super creepy. So, so we've talked about how this interaction seems really cool, but there's also some awkwardness embedded in it that I think is kind of awesome. Yes, the okay, but it's an open bar, <laughs> and her her yes. sort of covering it, but not really, but in a way that makes it very easy to breeze past. Yeah, yeah, because uh, if it, it if it really were, endears me to Melanie here. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot like uh, like Harrison Ford kind of hate his character but Melanie yeah. in this seems really cool and absolutely normal and chill and is just like why not just have a shot with this handsome man I guess um but I also don't feel like she's about to like I don't know go any further than this like I feel like she's just like playing along and then is going to leave what do you think I don't know. They, if you look at the last second, he starts to order another round of drinks. Yes. And if they will then each have had two doubles of tequila, who's to say what's going to happen? Ah, oh, that's true. There is the the alcohol quotient here. It's true. Um, but no, uh, Melanie's super endearing in this. Harrison Ford. Maybe it's just because I already know what kind of like characters Harrison Ford plays and other stuff that I'm just creeped out by it. But yeah. I think that's that's fair. So we we also see Harrison explain that he promised himself when the two of them met that they would drink tequila. Yes. So what what's their pre-existing relationship or why do you think he's saying that? Unless that gives too much of your theory away. I think Okay, I think that I think that goes in my theory. Okay, well let's leave both? it at that then. Okay. And I'll just ask you uh what do you think the bartender looks like? Uh, I think he has a mustache. Absolutely, one hundred percent has a mustache. Maybe some sideburns. Not like full blown, like you know, chops sort of sideburns. Just like you know, some tasteful tra- sideburns. Uh, I think he's an older man, probably in his forties. And by old, you know, what I, mean? I don't mean older man is in old. I just mean like you know, he's not like a young bartender. How about you, Paul? I was thinking, um, Fraser Crane. Fraser Crane? Yeah. Interesting. Do you think Fraser Crane... Uh, I guess he... I think he knows how to drink better than he knows how to mix a drink. It's probably true. I mostly just thought that he was going to have some sort of disgusting interaction with Harrison Ford after Melanie leaves. Oh, right. And I was like, who's going to have that interaction with that man? Fraser Crane. <laughs> probably. So it's, it's a piece of work that... All right, yep. John. Let's jump into the best part what do you think this movie's about yeah all right so i think that this movie is about harrison ford hitting on uh, a woman who turns out to be to work uh, who turns out to end up being like working closely with him Mm -hmm. this feels like a scene near the beginning of the movie because they don't know each other's names so I feel like she is a new hire or something like that. Uh, and now, you know, they're going to end up close together. And so then it creates this sort of like 
uh, tension in the workplace or something like that, like a will they, won't they sort of thing. Because like he's this, I guess he's supposed to be charming here, or maybe maybe she thinks he's a dirtbag here, but then he turns out to be a good person when he's not a stranger. I don't know. Um, but I do think that the whole like they like you know when he comes up and he's like talking about like you know when we met and all this sort of stuff. I think it's a line. I think he came up to her at the beginning of this with a line that's like, uh, you know, you're the woman that I that I have been waiting for and all this sort of stuff. And I promised myself when I met you, you know, all this sort of stuff, even mm-hmm. though he doesn't know her name or anything like that. So I think it's a line that he's feeding her. Um, OK, but yeah, so that's that. And so I think he's a dirtbag now. But then he I mean, I hope this is supposed to be a good like a happy ending movie because I like Melanie. So like I hope that he's actually not a dirtbag and is just like drunk and pissed off and having a bad day or something like that. I don't know. That could be a good movie. Yeah, why not? How about you, Paul? Well, I think this is a film in which Fraser Crane <laughs> runs a uh, school for neurotic nerdy gentlemen on how to pick up dames at work functions. Gotcha. And Harrison Ford is actually a horribly nervous mess of a man. And <laughs> I mean, he, he is, but he is also... Shaking, well, yeah. He's just shaking like a leaf when he's trying to walk into this bar and talk to this lady. And uh, he's tried some negging on some other girls. He's tried, gotcha. you know, name dropping. All the things that you're supposed to do when you're picking up dames in a uh, bar. And in the end, he learns... A little something about love and life, John. Okay. Uh, in other words, not to be a douchebag. Um, well, he's still a douchebag, but okay. you know, I there's mean, Harrison Ford. So, uh, I don't. I don't mean to. I don't know anything about Harrison Ford personally. Uh, just I don't know. He keeps playing creepy characters. I guess that's true. Um, I think he's supposed to be fine as a human. Yeah, probably. Most people are. Hopefully. Most people are. All right, John, can we recommend either of the kind of very normal movies we've described here? (laughs) We did describe uncannily normal movies, didn't we? Hmm. Um, I thought you were going off the deep end with the Fraser Crane thing, and then you you wrapped it back around. Um, I would... Sure. Why not? I always go to, you know... I give the movie the benefit of the doubt. It seemed interesting. I did like the weird awkwardness in the middle of it. Um, Mm -hmm. when she, she didn't sort of like figure out that it was an open bar. It's very cute. I like that. Melanie Griffith is cool. So why not? Yeah, I think it's, it's probably a decent movie. I hope that throughout the film, Harrison Ford is doing his impression of Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Yes. I'm not sure how the timeline works in this, uh, world I'm living in, but. Well, what is it? Keanu Reeves knows how to travel through time, so. I think that's irrelevant. That's a very good point. Yep. And on on that note, don't In forget at to least check out three <laughs> different movies. Keanu Reeves can travel through time. So, yeah, I thought about making my theory of Bill and Ted's most excellent adventure, but <laughs> oh, I was no. thinking more like what is it that romantic movie where the house in the mailbox wasn't that a Keanu Reeves movie? The Matrix. Yep, The Matrix. Yep, the house in the mailbox <laughs> romantic <laughs> movie with, with Keanu Reeves, The Matrix. Yep. There we go. You got it, Paul. Perfect. 
Well, thanks for joining us this week for this episode of the Minute Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave a review on iTunes and that kind of thing. You can also always leave a review on iTunes and shoot us a tweet of your review, screenshot, whatever, how the internet works. And we'll write you a jingle for whatever you want. That can be a lot of fun. You can also reach out to us at theminutepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, all that jazz. As always, this episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John with music by me. Come back next week when we're going to ask you. Uh, would you like a double of tequila gold? I'd rather have tossed salads and scrambled eggs. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm done. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.